Welcome back to the Schoolyard Sports Podcast. On those this podcast, Lane Frank naps from 144. Guess for 144 episodes through. Lane action-packed episode plan for you. What a week we had in the NFL. Great week in college football. College basketball starts this week. NBA in-season tournament. Lots to go over. Stay tuned for action-packed episode 144. Let's hop into it. Let's start off episode 144, how we always do with our headlines in the NBA. First thing to go over in the NBA, we talked about it on last week's episode, James Harden moving over to the Los Angeles Clippers, made his season debut with the Clippers last night against the New York Knicks, had 17 points, they lost the game, my New York Knicks, big win for them right there. But for James Harden, this is an elite starting five of Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Ivica Zubak. Gotta do better. Got to do better. With a starting five like that, got to win more games. Questionable right there. Ball Los Angeles Clippers to win that first game. Another thing the NBA is questionable right now. Number two overall pick, this year's NBA draft. Skew Henderson. They had trust in this guy. They said, Damon Lillard, you want to rescind your trade request? No. We're done with you. We're going to move on to Skew Henderson, the guy we drafted number two overall. And what has he done so far? He's been terrible. I think he's made one three-pointer out of the 20 attempts. A lot of issues in Portland right now. Robert Williams going to be out for the season with a knee injury. Now you got Skew Henderson. Stink in the bed. That's a mistake right there. Scoot Anderson, still really a tell, but could end up being a mistake. Not a great draft pick so far by Portland Trailblazers. Yes, he's a young rookie, but Scoot Anderson should be the most experienced because he did play in the G League, did go up against pros. He was a pro player last year. I don't get it. Scoot Anderson struggling so far. Another rookie, not struggling. Victor Wembanyama, 38 points the other night against Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. Woo! It's exciting. Showtime TV, just like his other rookie, Chad Holmgren, Chad Holmgren versus Victor Omanyama. Going to be an elite rookie of the year debate, just like the Ben Simmons, Don Mitchell one was two seasons ago. Even though Wemby has a slight edge over Chad Holmgren right now, that looks great. In-season tournament in the NBA, we're going to talk about it later in the spotlight on the show. But, whew, looks a little interesting, looks a little questionable. Stay tuned for that. Let's move to the NFL. Big week in the NFL. Started out Thursday night football. We had Will Levis, who just got named the starting quarterback. Bad Tennessee Titans over Ryan Tannehill, even though he didn't play so great on Thursday Night Football. I got excited. I jumped the gun a little bit in fantasy football. I said, well, DeAndre Hopkins got me 30 points last week. He played great for me. Let's go out. Let's pick up Will Levis and pair him up with DeAndre Hopkins. 14 points combined. That's not good. Eight points for Will Levis. Six points for DeAndre Hopkins. Will Levis throws the game-losing interception. But the role of Will Levis moving forward is that disrespectful to Ryan Tannehill to go with Will Levis after one good game after you've produced playoff wins for this team. I don't know. Leave your thoughts on that in the comments section. That one rubs me the wrong way a little bit because I do like Will Levis, but I like Ryan Tannehill for right now. So that rubs me the wrong way just a little bit right now with the Will Levis being the new quarterback of this team, but everyone's trying to save their job there. Mike Vrabel, new GM, a lot of things going on in that Tennessee Titans organization. New pressure, draft a guy this high in the second round. Got to start him. Will Levis, new starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Kansas City Chiefs, they were the second game of the week going up against the Dolphins in Germany. They shut down all the doubters. The defense played absolutely amazing. Offense played pretty well. That's what you need to do right there. Solid win against one of the best teams in the NFL, Miami Dolphins. And then for the Dolphins side of things, you have not beat a team with a winning record since last September. September 2022 was the last time the Dolphins beat a team that was 500. That's unacceptable. It's incredible, honestly. Ridiculous to think about it. That we hype up this team so much when they haven't even beat a team with a winning record since that game against the Bills week three last season where the Bills maybe should have won that game. Question more right there by the Miami Dolphins, but the Chiefs got the win. 
Vikings, what a win that was for them right there. They started Jaron Hall to go out with the game, even though Josh Dobbs was the backup. Josh Dobbs didn't know anything. When Jaron Hall got that concussion, there are videos of Josh Dobbs on the sideline, you know, teaching, oh, here's my name. I'm Josh Dobbs. I played here. I did this, whatever. I'm an aerospace engineer. And here's my cadence. Oh, what's your name? Oh, you're Garrett Bradbury. Oh, you're, you're this guy. You're my receiver. You knew my left tackle. Oh, good to meet you. He won that game for them. He played well. Had rushing touchdowns. Yes, he had two fumbles. Josh Dobbs, what a win that was right there. Come from behind win. And then for the Falcons, Taylor Heineke didn't play so bad. Played pretty well. Got them good game on offense. But they don't utilize B. John Robinson. They don't utilize Drake London. They don't utilize Kyle Pitts. Who does that go on? Arthur Smith, the head coach. Figure it out or else you get fired. That's how this league works. Figure it out or you're gone, Arthur Smith. For the Packers, they got things back on track on Sunday, getting a nice win over the Los Angeles Rams. Friend of the show, Aaron Jones had a great game in that one, getting his second touchdown of the season. For the Rams side of things, Brett Ripien started that game with Matthew Stafford out. They just cut Brett Ripien. Guess who they signed? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz's fall from grace has to be studied. He went from being an MVP contender with the Philadelphia Eagles to now being the backup quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams to Matthew Stafford. Kind of interesting right there. But the Packers, good win over the Rams. For the Commanders, they got a nice win of the New England Patriots. I said this about the Commanders last week. I said, Ron Rivera, too many tight games against the Philadelphia Eagles. Do we have to win one of those? He had two great games against the Philadelphia Eagles this season. Went at home, won the road. Both were very close. Both were one possession. He lost both of them. Now I'm saying... Can't win those big games. Makes you think he can win any big game. If he doesn't win this game against the Patriots, maybe he gets to be fired. Now, the Patriots aren't necessarily a good record type of team, but they're still a good team. It's still New England Patriots. They won that game. Commanders, get a nice win. Sam Howell played well in that one. For New Orleans Saints, they are a sneaky 5-4 team right now. They're looking great. I love it. New Orleans Saints on a roll right now. Um, Kamara, Michael Thomas, Taysom Hill, Derek Carr, all seem to be leaking right now. Great win. For New Orleans Saints. Baltimore Ravens. Now, fantasy owners might not be happy about the Baltimore Ravens. Nobody really excels well in that team. Nobody really plays a 30-point game like Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards. Nobody's going to ball out for you in fantasy. But as a pure football fan, watching the Ravens is exciting. 37-3 win over a 5-2 team. Seattle Seahawks. Love it right there. Ravens on a roll. Maybe the best team in the NFL. Now, another player that was so exciting to watch on Sunday, CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans. That's MVP level. That is MVP level stuff right there. That is something that I haven't seen a guy like Josh Allen do. I haven't seen a guy maybe like Joe Burrow do. I haven't seen another player do that great of a game, have that great of a comeback, and have that great of a game win draft. I went to Josh Allen immediately, but now I'm starting to think of Tutang Valoa. These good quarterbacks that we love to hype up. When have you seen them throw for 470 yards, five touchdowns, lead a game winning drive with less than 40 seconds left? You don't see it. Now for the Buccaneers side of things, Baker Mayfield played great in that one. Can't put it on him. She just shroud. Looks like he could be a Hall of Fame quarterback. A Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm saying this in his rookie season. I don't care. 470 yards, five touchdowns, elite from the Texans, young gunslinger, back at quarterback. For the Indianapolis Colts, this Colts team isn't so great, but they have a good record. They have good enough wins. They get their fourth win on the season over Carolina Panthers. Panthers are looking really bad right now. The only thing Bryce Young and the Panthers have going for them right now is that he actually beat CJ Stroud. That's the only argument he asks. Because you want to say, Stroud's better. Well, he beat CJ Stroud two weeks ago. That's the only argument. He threw two pick sixes to this Colts defense on Sunday. Colts got that nice win. For the Raiders, they went up against my NFL team, New York Giants. What a tough game that was for my Giants. Tough game. Daniel Jones, Terry's ACL, Saquon Barkley gets frustrated on the sideline. Tommy DeVito comes down quarterback, and you lose badly to this Raiders team. With an interim head coach, with a rookie quarterback, when you're the Giants, 
You had a playoff team last year, a playoff winning team last year, won a game, and you had the coach of the year. Now you can't even win a game. Two wins in the season it is tank for Caleb Williams' season in full effect right now. Sad to see, but the Raiders got that win over the New York Giants. For the Eagles, they got a great win over the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys really should have won that game, in my opinion. Two goal line chances late in that game. They just didn't score. Actually, three if you want to count that last draft. I thought that play that had Luke Schoomaker goes down the one-yard line. I thought you should kick the field goal right there. Kick the field goal right there. Go down. Eight points. Kick that field goal. It's 28-20. They got another field goal in that game. So if you kick that field goal, final score is 28-23. to Kick that field goal earlier in the game. It's 28-26. to You can kick a field goal for the win instead of going for that Hail Mary at the end. That's my thoughts on it. Eagles, nice win though. Bengals playing Sunday Night Football. What a great win they had against the Buffalo Bills. Bengals starting to own this Bills team a little bit right now. Great win against the Bills in the playoffs last year. Now the Bengals get another win. Seems like it's almost force now that the Bengals lose the first few games every season, and then they come back to win the next few. Then you look up, and they're, whoa, they're 5-4. This team's in the playoff position. This team's good. After they start out 0-2 in playoff position, Joe Burrow has these guys rolling, just like Justin Herbert has his charters rolling right now. Great win they had on Monday Night Football against New York Jets. That's about for the news in the NFL. Smurts MLB, we got some interesting news going on. For agency, just starting. Some more guys getting their qualifying offers. Mitch Garver actually didn't get his qualifying offer, and he was one of the catchers of this Rangers squad. It's kind of interesting right there. But for the manager side of things, Carlos Mendoza gets hired by my New York Mets. Not going to lie, I didn't know who Carlos Mendoza was. That's not going to cut it in New York. In New York, especially for the Mets, we want any New York team, whether it's the Jets, the Mets, the Knicks, the Yankees, the Nets, whoever it might be, you want a guy who's a big name. Not a guy who's a player's coach. A guy who's a big name. You know who's a player's coach? Luis Rojas. Where is Luis Rojas right now? He's probably a bench coach somewhere. He didn't work out in New York. Because the players might have liked him. He might have related better with the players. But at the end of the day, nobody knows who Luis Rojas is outside of him being the Mets manager. Outside of all that. You don't know who he is. If he doesn't work out Carlos Mendoza in New York, I guarantee you that's an issue. Craig Council. That's a big name. That's a big name New York could have gotten. Bruce Bokey, the Rangers got last offseason. That's a big name. Not Carlos Mendoza. The Mets passed three managers. Mickey Callaway, Luis Rojas, Buck Walter, all lasted two years. Let's see how long Carlos Mendoza can last. I'm nervous about this. That wasn't the only news for MLB managers yesterday. Craig Council gets his deal from the Milwaukee Brewers. They make him the highest paid manager ever. And then he says 10 minutes later, well, I just got a call from the Chicago Cubs, our biggest division rival. They want to make me the highest paid manager in baseball. They want to fire David Ross to get me, Craig Council. That's disrespectful to David Ross after a great season they had. They were one game outside making the playoffs. David Ross is a Chicago guy. You're going to go hire the Milwaukee Brewers manager for Craig Council side of things? That's terrible. And the Cubs side of things, that's also bad. That'd be like if Michigan went out and they hired Ryan Day. It wouldn't work like that. Would not work. Maybe Jim Harbaugh had down here. Maybe it was a 9-3 season. And they said, whoa, Ryan Day wants to come to Michigan. We'll take him. Where's the loyalty there? I don't like it. Chicago Cubs, I don't like it for you. Craig Council, I also don't like it for you. That's part of the headlines this week. Now, Squared Sports NFL Game Day. If you're a new viewer, listener, Squared Sports NFL Game Day is where we pick the top NFL games of the week. Let's see how we do. So, let's get into it. Thursday Night Football. I'm going to warn you in advance. These primetime games this week are absolutely terrible. We've got Panthers versus Bears. Jets versus Raiders, and Bills versus Broncos. Those are three terrible primetime games. We saw Jets and Bills in primetime last week. Who wants to see them in primetime again? I certainly don't. Hopefully that Sunday night game gets flexed. But you can't flex Thursday night game. Panthers versus Bears. 
They even get flexed to the Comedy Central. This game is a joke right here. Three combined wins to these teams. Let's go with the Bears. I had to pick the Bears in this one because the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL. But the Bears squeak out a win versus Carolina. Neither team plays well in this one. Let's go a little three to nothing. Bears over Panthers. Colts versus Patriots. Colts, like I said, four and four, but they can be sneaky good. I like the Colts over the Patriots in this one. Texans versus Bengals. CJ Shroud riding high after that big win last week. Has a letdown this week. Loses to Joe Burrow. This is not Bengals. They're just more well-rounded. They're better position to win. Bengals at home over the Texans. Saints versus Vikings. Saints, they won this one. They improved to six and four on the year. Now Vikings trying to get back that uphill climb they had. They're starting at the season so poorly. They don't do it right here. Josh Dobbs plays well. Not well enough to win this one. Saints, they're clicking. Sneaky NFC title contenders. I'm not joking there. Saints over the Vikings. Packers versus Steelers. Steelers squeaked by a win over the Tennessee Titans last week. They won ugly every single week. Now winning ugly and winning pretty in the NFL, there is no difference. But I think the Packers won this one right here. They get things back on track. Won last week, lost a lot of weeks before that. They get their fourth win on the season. Packers over the Steelers. Titans versus Buccaneers. I like Titans in this one. I think Baker Mayfield, the Buccaneers team, a little bit defeated after what happened last week. Getting absolutely dimed on by CJ Shroud. Let's go to Titans. Will Levis, another really quarterback. They lose to Titans over Buccaneers. 49ers versus Jaguars. 49ers, 5-3 in the season. They did a great head start. Five wins. Now your position. Lose a game right here. That's 5-4. and four. It's still a good record because of how you start out the season. I don't think you lose this one. Like coming off a of bye week, going down to Florida, 49ers bounce back, getting a good win over a really good team. Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's go 49ers. Browns versus Ravens. Browns, Sean Watson played pretty well last week. Let's go with the Ravens. Ravens, maybe the best team in the NFL. I love it. Ravens over the Browns. Lions versus Chargers. Chargers, good win on my net football last week. On Bivir Roll right now after having a bad midseason stretch. Chargers over the Lions. Even the Lions are coming off a bye week. I don't think they win this one. Let's go Chargers. Jets versus Raiders. I like the Jets in this one. Raiders in O'Connell. Had their good win last week. I don't think they can ride it out even more. Now, I don't love this Jets team. I think they have an amazing defense and a really bad offense led by Zach Wilson. Always state that. They have a really bad Zach Wilson at quarterback. If they had a better quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, then maybe this is a different story. They don't have him. They win this game ugly over the Raiders. This could be one of the best teams in the NFL Jets if they had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And that's no disrespect to Zach Wilson. But there's a difference between being a third-year trash quarterback and being an all-time great uh, future Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers. Jets win this one over the Raiders. Broncos versus Bills, the last game of the week in the last game on Squared Sports NFL game day. Broncos, can they get things going right here? Broncos country, let's ride. Nope. Bills bounce back after a tough Sunday night football loss last week. Bills over the Broncos. That's about Squared Sports NFL game day. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, top five. This week's top fives. My top five. MLB free agents heading to this MLB offseason. Not too much MLB stuff going on for the next few weeks outside of free agency. Free agency will heat up, so let's hop into it. My top five MLB free agents to watch out for in the next upcoming months. Number five, Padres closer, Josh Hader. Josh Hader, one of the best closers in baseball year in, year out. He'll be exciting at the market this year. It's number five, Josh Hader. Number four, very underrated name, Yoshinobu Yamamoto from Japan, everybody. He's been ready to come to the MLB for years. Had a great showing in the World Baseball Classic. Won his Japan team, their league, MPB, World Series, after having a great game in Game 6. Started that game, had 118 pitches, got the win. Complete game. Yoshinobu Yamamoto hopefully comes to my New York Mets. He's number four. Number three, Cubs slugger, Dodgers slugger, Cody Ballinger at number three. Where will he go? 
I think there's a good chance he can go back to the Cubs, especially with Craig Consell as their manager now. I know there's some turmoil towards the end of the season between David Ross and Cody Ballinger. So now you got Craig Consell in there. Maybe that's a different story. Maybe he goes somewhere else. Maybe he goes to the Yankees. Maybe he wants to go back to L.A. Cody Bellinger, you got options. You're number three. For two, Blake Snell. Blake Snell probably can't resign with the San Diego Padres. Same like Josh Hader. Padres have their whole money issue right now. They take out a $50 million loan, and they still haven't paid Juan Soto yet. So Juan Soto could also be added to this list of free agents or trade targets this offseason. But Blake Snell could have won the signing this year. He's number two on this list. And number one, obviously, the invincible. The amazing, the slugger, and the pitcher, Shohei Otani. The best player in baseball, maybe ever, talent-wise, you could say. Now, Shohei Otani, maybe the biggest player to ever hit the market, in my opinion. Barry Bonds hit the market. I don't think it would be as big as Shohei Otani hitting the market this offseason. Despite Tommy John surgery, he's going to be great as a pitcher or a hitter. I'm excited to see what Otani can do in his next few years, if he's even in his prime yet. Shohei Otani on a roll so far in his MLB career. He's going to get one of the biggest deals of all time for any sport. Excited to see it. Otani, number one, best power for top five this week. Now, did you know, this week's day noise, did you know Michigan State lost to James Madison in their home opener on Monday night? Number four team in the country loses its home opener to James Madison, unranked team. That's the first time an AP top five team preseason loses its home opener or just season opener to an unranked team since, guess one, Michigan State back in 2005 to Hawaii. So Michigan State, the first AP Top 5 team to lose its opener against an unranked team since they did it in 2005 against Hawaii. Didn't know that? Leave it down in the comments. That's probably didn't know this week. Now, spotlight for this week. I will tell you about it in the headlines. My spotlight for this week's episode is on the NBA in-season tournament and how ridiculous this has been so far. Okay, I wake up on Friday, go through my regular day, then you see NBA tonight, it says in-season NBA tournament. Now everybody's thinking, whoa, I thought the in-season tournament was kind of going to be mid-season, maybe a few games. No, this whole NBA in-season tournament is going to be season-long, it looks like. You have group stages, you have semifinals, you have quarterfinals, you have finals, you have all that. But we're all still so confused on this. I'm going to try my best to clue you in, but the NBA has done such a poor job at promoting this I consider myself a very knowledgeable person when it comes to the NBA and when it comes to basketball. I don't think anybody in the world could confidently tell you every rule about this tournament outside of maybe the NBA officials itself. I don't think a single NBA player could tell you about how this is all going to go down. You see the videos, you see Tyrese Halliburton, you see Bones Highland. They don't even know what the in-season tournament is. I am so lost in all of this. And also don't love how it's going right now. All these new courts, it looks awful. It looks garbage. It looks like a bad PR stunt. The jerseys look terrible. The Miami Heat court looks terrible with that key that shows heat culture, heat this, heat that. What if you beat the heat on the road? What do you go? Stop a flag on that? Ridiculous. I don't like this at all with the NBA. I don't get it. New jerseys don't look good in the NBA city jerseys. It's confusing. It should be like European soccer. European soccer, you have your league, whether it's Serie A, whether it's Uber Eats League, whether it's Premier League, La Liga, and then you also have your outside leagues. Like Champions League, that's a tournament. Your FA Cup, your Carabao Cup. And outside of those, so you do those matches, and then you go back to league play. For example, today, Paris Saint-Germain played AC Milan in Champions League, and after that match, they go back to league play. Those matches in Champions League don't count against their matches in league play. Now for the NBA, these matches, these games, are actually going to count against your record. 
instead of just playing 90 games a year, whatever it might be. It's all very confusing with this group stage. And the prize? What's the prize at the end of the day? 500000 Money is what we're talking about here for a prize. Not an automatic playoff bid. Not an automatic playoff bid is ridiculous. There should be a bigger accolade for this. A bigger prize. Maybe you get an automatic lottery pick. Maybe you get an automatic bid, like I said, to the playoff. I don't get it right here. That's my issue with this NBA in-season tournament. Leave your thoughts and questions in the comments. Now, let's do a little schoolyard sports scream. Who am I screaming on this week? Well, I'm going to scream on another member of the media, works for ESPN, Joey Galloway. Joey Galloway, if you ever see this, here's why I'm screaming on you. I have watched you for the past however many years talk college football. It's been brutal. Very brutal. The way you have talked about teams like Michigan, other teams in college football. It's despicable, in my opinion. And I'm going to bring this point up right here on why. College football playoff ranking show. Other night, Tuesday night, time of this recording. He said that Michigan should be ranked somewhere way below the number three or four spot, way below the five or six spot, and they should be very punished. Not because of science stealing, because of how weak their schedule is. Other Big Ten fans, I like to point this out right here, outside the Joey Galloway take for a minute, Big Ten fans like to say Michigan isn't good because of how bad their schedule is. You are the schedule. The teams Michigan plays are in the Big Ten. So I don't get that point right there from Big Ten fans. But let's get back to Joey Galloway. He said Michigan should be ranked lower because of how bad their schedule is. But you're a big advocate for Ohio State being number one. Number one in the country. What has Ohio State done? They've beaten Notre Dame. Notre Dame has three losses now. They've beaten Penn State at home by eight points. I guarantee you Michigan goes into Happy Valley this weekend and throttles Penn State. Early hot take prediction right there. Ohio State's schedule is not so good. Every mutual opponent they've had with Michigan, I think Michigan's won those. Michigan's throttled Ohio State the past two seasons. Joey Galloway, the bias is showing for every team. Michigan deserves to be higher in the rankings. This is me talking as a Michigan fan. I don't care. This may be my bias showing, but it's more clear and more right than yours, in my opinion. Joey Galloway, that's my squared sports scream on you this week. Sick of these ridiculous college football takes. And one more thing right here. You want to talk about how bad Michigan's schedule is, that they shouldn't be top four? Let's bring things back to 2017. You were advocating for Wisconsin to be top four. And they are one of the worst schedules I'd ever seen for a top four team in college football. Think about it. That's about for my squared sports screen this week. Now, college football showcase. Now we roll. My top 25, then my six hot takes of the week. Good week for hot takes last week. Four for six. Let's get a great top 25 right here. Let's hop into it. Squared sports, second playoff rankings. Let's hop into it. 25, Arizona Wildcats. They're rolling. They pounced on UCLA. The other night, 24, North Carolina, 7-2. Two. two bad losses, but still ranked. 23, Notre Dame drops a really bad game to Clemson. That's a game you can't lose, especially on the road. Just getting thralled by Clemson. When I thought you were a really good team, Notre Dame, you're only 23 right now. 22, LSU. LSU kind of held their own a little bit right there. Down Tuscaloosa, then they blew it. Had a good lead in the third quarter for a minute. Then Joe Murrow went full running back mode at four touchdowns, 18 carries. LSU, 22. 21, James Madison. Now, James Madison can't be rigged in the college ball playoff rankings because they're not bulgeable because the stupid transition rule that they're trying to appeal. James Madison, Dukes, you can be in my squared sports poll. You're 21. 20, Tennessee. 19, Fresno State. 18, Oklahoma. Bad loss to Oklahoma State. Ending your playoff chances. You're 18. 17, Kansas. They beat Oklahoma. Therefore, 17, Kansas. 16, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beat Kansas. 
for Oklahoma State, number 16, 7-2, Alan Bowman, Mike Gundy. So the team at the beginning of the year really struggling. They got bad loss to South Alabama, bad loss to another team. Now you're on a roll, the chance to win this uh, Big 12. 16, Oklahoma State, 15, Utah, 14, Tulane. Tulane, maybe the best group of five team right now. 13, Oregon State, Oregon State, go win against Colorado. Two losses for this Oregon State team, one against Arizona, Game shouldn't have lost. One against Washington State. Game shouldn't have lost. You win those two games. You're a top 10 team in college football right now. Maybe a chance to college ball playoff. Instead, you're number 13. 12, Missouri. Missouri doesn't move much for me. They really held their own against Georgia on the road. If that's a home game, it could be a different story. Missouri, number 12. 11, Louisville. Like Louisville right here. Louisville, one loss this season to Pitt. Game they shouldn't have lost. Louisville wins that game 9 out of 10 times. Jack Plummer, Jeff Brown, they're rolling a year one. 11, Louisville Cardinals. 10, Penn State, they've got their top 10 matchup. Michigan this week kind of gave you my pick earlier. But 10, Penn State and the Lions. They throttled Maryland on Saturday. 51-15 to on the road. 9, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, big game against Georgia this week. You have to wait to see my pick on that one. 8, Alabama. Kind of staying put for right now. You can't put them above Texas. You can't put them above Oregon. You can't put them above Washington the rest of the top five. Because they're on the feed and Alabama's one loss. 8, Alabama. 7, Texas. Texas every week squeaking by. I thought there was no chance they could win that game on Saturday. They went up 27-7. I'm saying, whoo, happy with my pick of Texas right here. Happy that they're winning. Then that game goes down to the wire. Then Will Howard gets in the field goal range to tie the game with the field goal, 20-yard field goal, and they missed it. Missed it. Game over. One minute left. All Texas has to do is get a first down because Kansas State does have three timeouts. Young quarterback, Malik Murphy, doesn't get the job done. Jonathan Brooks doesn't get the job done, whether it's the play calling, whether it's something else. They don't get the first down there. Kansas State gets the ball back, kicks a field goal. Then Texas goes in overtime, doesn't play well. They get a field goal. Kansas State, first play of overtime, gets a 20-yard strike to the 5-yard line. So you're saying, whew, first goal for Kansas State. They got this right here. All they need is one touchdown. They go four straight plays. They don't get it. Kansas State should have won right there. That would have ended Texas playoff chances. Instead, they're squeaking by. They get the head-to-head over Alabama. Seven Texas by Willamette this. The past few weeks, Texas has looked so much worse than Alabama. It's so much worse than Ole Miss these past few weeks, but head-to-head, they're number seven. Six, Oregon, the best one-loss team in college football. The physicality on this team is ridiculous. Big game against USC on Saturday. They're number six. Five, Washington. I love to say it, but Oregon wins that game against Washington nine out of ten times. But head-to-head matters. Five, Washington. Four, Florida State. Florida State only beat Pitt 24-7. I want to see you destroying in those games. They ain't destroying that game. They're number four. Three, Ohio State. Ohio State, I said they would be close at Rutgers. They were close to them that whole game. They were losing at halftime, 9-7. The Rutgers drives the ball to about the 10-yard line of Ohio State to go up 16-7. What do they do? They throw a pick six. Kind of alters that whole entire game right there. But Rutgers, tough philosophy right there. You win that game. You might be seeing as a top 15 college football this week. Instead, Ohio State played well in the second half of that game. Number three, two, Georgia Bulldogs. Good. Top 15 win against Missouri at home. But number one, still, my Michigan Wolverines, the best team in college football, regardless of schedule, regardless of anything. This is not bias. This is pure dominance that Michigan has displayed so far. This is Michigan doing well against teams that have their signs. Bet you didn't see that report. Go look it up. Michigan, number one team in college football. They will beat Penn State this Saturday. Michigan, number one. Bookmark it. Best team in college football. That's about for College Football Showcase Top 25. Now, my college ball showcase hot takes this week. You know how we roll. Six hot takes in now. Let's go. Six for six this week. First game, Michigan versus Penn State. Already told you, go blue. 
Ishka Wolverines got to see them in person on Saturday. They played well against Purdue. J.J. McCarthy wasn't the sharpest game, yet he had the most passing yards of his career. J.J. McCarthy and the Michigan Wolverines on a roll right now. They get a good win over Penn State on Saturday. That's a great win right there. Winning in Happy Valley, winning at Penn State on Saturday. Penn State's top 10 team in the country. They're going to beat Penn State more on the road than how State did at home. And that's going to move Michigan up in the CFP rankings. They're high in the score of sports rankings. Michigan, best team in college football, get a good win over Penn State. Alabama versus Kentucky. Alabama getting a little disrespected with this line right here. Only 10.5 points. I like Alabama to cover in this one. I think they blow out Devin Leary, Ray Davis, and Kentucky on the road. Alabama, no real. They figured it out. They said, all right, Jalen, can't throw the ball 80 yards. Can't throw the ball 17 for 17 every game. What you can do is you can guess five yards per carry, six yards per carry, and least with your legs. You could be a starting running back for any team in the country. Instead, you're our starting quarterback. We're going to run you. Alabama gets a good win over Kentucky. They beat the spread. Utah versus Washington. I'm not going to say Utah wins this game, but I think it's a really close game. Washington, great offense, lackluster defense. Gay be exposed a little bit right here. It's going to be a close game against this good Utah defense. Washington, Michael Planks, they do edge it out, though, at home over Utah. Missouri versus Tennessee. So the game that was fairly close last year at Tennessee. Missouri this time gets the win. Like the Missouri team too much. The OEs, Luther Burden, Brady Cook, get a good win over Joe Milton and company at Tennessee. Oregon versus USC. USC, getting a little disrespected this week. 16-point underdogs to Oregon on the road. This is still the best quarterback in college football, Caleb Williams, talent-wise. This is still a great receiving core. Zachariah Bench, Brandon Rice, a few other guys in this team that are really, really good. But the defense is still not there. Even without Alex Grinch, who just got fired, I think Bo Nix, this defense, too much. There was one defense in college football that could stop Caleb Williams. It might just be this Oregon Ducks squad. I think it's close. I'm going to go with Oregon over USC. And now for the game of the week, Georgia versus Ole Miss. I've thought long and hard about this one. The very rare SEC East versus SEC West powerhouse battle because SEC usually tends to not put these matchups on. They don't like to put Georgia A&M. They don't like to put Georgia Alabama. And they hate to put Georgia Ole Miss. But they got this right here. Georgia versus Ole Miss in Athens. Who wins this one? It's going to be a really good game. Jackson Dart's going to play really, really well in this one. Quinchon Junkins, one of the most lethal running backs in college football. Lane Kiffin needs a signature win at Ole Miss. Does he get it right here? I'm going to flip my pick right here. Let's go with it. Ole Miss gets the upset over Georgia. I am sick of seeing this Georgia Bulldogs team squeak by teams. Now against Florida, full throttle against Florida. They destroyed them. Oscar Delt, backup to Brock Bowers, played very well in that one. Now against Missouri. That is a home game for Missouri. I think Missouri might win that one. Against Auburn, Brock Bowers doesn't save Carson Beck right there. Auburn wins that game. This Auburn team's not a good team. I think Ole Miss, Jackson Dart, plays one of the best games of his career because he needs to. Quinchon Jungle plays well. It's a great Ole Miss team. They have good wins over teams like Tulane, teams like LSU. They get a best win in college football this year. They move up in the rankings. Yes, they have one loss to Alabama. Blaine Kiffin, let's ride the lane train right here on Score Sports with Lane Frank. Lane Kiffin gets a big win over Georgia, the biggest of his career. Let's go. Rebels over Bulldogs on Saturday. Now here's a segment we haven't done in a while. College basketball hoops madness, everybody. Do it every year. College basketball season starts right now on go. Time this recording. Second night of college basketball. Love college basketball, especially in March. We have March Madness. But let's go. College basketball madness for the whole entire season. Let's hop into it. Here are my college basketball hot takes this season. You see my Final Four pick, my Wooden Award pick, and my National Champion pick. Let's hop into it. First one, North Carolina 
bounces back after a rough season last year. South Carolina team got rid of that, some of that toxicness that was on last year's team. Caleb Love, a few other guys, no more Leaky Black. I like this North Carolina team. Armando Baycott, one of the most experienced players in college basketball. Hubert Smith, going to get things going in year three in North Carolina. Made that championship game in year one. Had a really bad year last year after being preseason number one. I'll take it. I picked North Carolina to have a really bad year last year, even though they were preseason number one. Worked out for me. Didn't work out for some people. Picked North Carolina to do well. North Carolina, though, bounces back after a rough season last year. Next one, Max Amos of Texas wins the Wooden Award. Now, if you don't know who this guy is, you should. Had a great few years at Oral Roberts. Had that great win against Ohio State in the tournament a few years ago. He's averaged about 30 points per game every season at Oral Roberts. Now he's going to be the point guard at Texas for Rodney Terry. He's going to get things rolling. I love this team right here in Texas. Max Amos wins the one award his first year at Texas. Next one, Kentucky. Kentucky really disrespected right now. Number 17 in the A people. They win the SEC. They have a great season. Led by a really good freshman class of Aaron Bradshaw, DJ Wagner, and Rob Dillingham. Even some good guys off the bench, Antonio Reeves. Excited to see how this Kentucky squad does. They're young, they're inexperienced, but they're going to get things going. I think Rob Dillingham, Aaron Bradshaw, and DJ Widener all have insane untapped potential. All NBA lottery pick guys. Kentucky does well this season. Next one, I put this out in the Squared Sports Instagram also, that Michigan State would fail their expectations mightily, even though they're number four in the country. And what do they do? First night in college basketball, they lose to James Madison. Prove my prediction right, even on night one. Now, that's just one game. This is a long college basketball season. But Tyson Walker, A.J. Hawkard, Jaden Atkins, Malik Hall, some of these guys just aren't built to be stars in college basketball. I'm going to say this right here. Last year, this is the same exact Michigan State squad, and they made it to the Sweet 16. But they lost some games down the road, and they probably should have won that Sweet 16. They probably got lucky being a team like Marquette in that round of 32. Because Marquette wasn't a great team, in my opinion, last year. Even though they're top five in them right now, which is right I don't think they were a top five team in college basketball last year. I don't think they deserved that number two seed, even though they won the Big East. I don't think they deserved that number two seed. But besides the point, Michigan State is going to fail the season. Some of those guys, you see them in college basketball for years. They haven't done much. What's going to make you think they're going to do something this season? Just gets all together? No. Michigan State fails the season. Next one, this might be the biggest one. Duke has an undefeated regular season. This Duke team's elite. They're great every spot. They have such a great bench. Their bench could be a starting five at any college basketball program. Not any college basketball program, but any decent college basketball program I think they could be good at. This bench is really good. The guys are like Caleb Foster coming off the bench. TJ Power coming off the bench. Two other guys coming off the bench. The starting five is elite. Jamie Roach, senior point guard, Jared McCain, Tyrus Proctor, Cal Filipowski, Ryan Young. Excited for this Duke Blue Devils squad. This ACC, in my opinion, is kind of weak. Duke has an easy year. Not conference schedule in the past few years. They play Arizona on Friday. I'll be at that game. Giving you some scored sports coverage. Duke goes undefeated in the regular season for the first time since Kentucky did it a few years ago in 2015. Purdue fails again this season in the NCAA tournament, maybe even the regular season this year. Zach Eady, someone that's been in college basketball for a while. Maybe it's time teams start to figure him out. Maybe it's time they go to that Fairlight Dixon strategy where they really just shut down Zach Eady in that tournament game, shutting down Purdue to not let them Win the NCAA tournament game, being the second one seed to ever lose an NCAA tournament game. Purdue fails this season, in my opinion. Now, next hot take. USC, love about Boogie Ellis, Isaiah Collier, and maybe Brian James when we see him on the court this season. They win the Pac-12. I really love it right here. Isaiah Collier had a great opening night. Boogie Ellis came back for his senior year. They're doing well. USC wins the Pac-12 this year. Now, my final four predictions. I have Creighton, Ryan Kalkbrenner, best center in the country, Blair Shireman, best shooter in the country. 
good bench. Trey Alexander, Greg McDermott, good coach. They get into the Final Four. Duke gets into the Final Four. Kentucky gets into the Final Four. And Texas gets into the Final Four. Texas, Tyree Hunter, Dylan Disu should have made the Final Four last year. Max Amos, they didn't last year. They're going to make it this year. So I have Creighton, Duke, Kentucky, and Texas in my Final Four. Now, for my national championship pick, who is my national champion for college basketball this year? I have the Duke Blue Devils cutting down the nuts, being one of the only teams to ever have a full-on undefeated season. Now, they could lose in the ACC tournament, but they do go undefeated in that regular season, and they do win national championship. Let's go Duke Blue Devils winning it all. It's a great Duke Blue Devils squad. John Shire gets a championship in just his second season ever at Duke. Excited about it right here. Duke wins the national championship. That's about for college basketball. Hoops madness for the week. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Get ready for a great college basketball season. Now, question day. This week's question day is, what is your thoughts on coach or manager switching teams even though their spot is all good? Even though they weren't fired, they're just switching spots. Like college football, they can rally, leaving Oklahoma to go to USC. Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame to go over to LSU. And MLB, you have Bob Melvin leaving the Padres to go over to the Giants. You have Craig Council leaving the Brewers to go over to the Cubs. Something that used to be ultra rare, now being used a little bit more right now. Leave your thoughts on managers switching teams, even though their job security is just fine. Leave your thoughts on that in the comments. That's Bob for question this week. That's Bob for Squirrel Sports, Lane Frank, episode 144. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirrel Sports on Instagram, at Squirrel Sports. Follow Squirrel Sports on Twitter, at Squirrel Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view the best. Sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 145. Stay tuned.